What's up, Rockstars? What's up, Team Supreme? Happy Thursday. I almost said happy Friday for a minute, but happy Thursday. I'm a day late and a dollar short. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. We're going to talk about challenges that you, yeah, you, are going to have to overcome at some time. Challenges, something we all face. Some of us, we deal with these challenges better than others. Some people, challenges dehabilitate them. Some people thrive on challenges. But every breath that you take, every moment that you're alive, you're going to have challenges. It's called life. This business is no different. Now, some of these challenges blow people right out of the business. Some of these, some of these challenges drive people to work even harder and double down and buckle down. That's, that's what it does for me. I love a challenge, but I know not everybody does. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Angie. Welcome, ladies. So I'm going to talk about the 10 most common challenges you'll probably deal with at some point or another in your business. And guess what? I'm going to give you some tips on how to overcome these so that you can thrive on them instead of being punished by them. I'm even going to share my bonus challenge, which is going to be very exciting. So I hope you got a pen. I hope you got some paper. Hey, Afri. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Angie. I love when you guys get on these, these uh, live, and I love teaching and hopefully helping all of you at least a little bit in your business. So the first challenge that you're going to deal with in HB Naturals, and these are in no particular order because I don't know when they'll affect you, but they will at some point. The first one is people. Oh my God, sometimes I love people. Sometimes I wish people didn't even exist. They were like in another galaxy or solar system. Maybe you can relate. I know some of us are better at dealing with people uh, than others, but the reason we have the opportunity to make so much money in this company and in this industry is because we have to deal with, the drum roll, people. And people are not always easy to deal with. Have you noticed that? Some people, they just need a hug. Other people, they need a bear hug and a body slam. And our ability to deal with people from different walks of life, different value systems, different religions, different upbringings, different sides of the track, our ability to get along with people, our ability to be likable, to handle and deal with conflict when it happens, that's what I tell people, you know, really, a lot of adults, they're really not adults. It's like we're just grown kids. And I like to be a kid sometimes, too. But most of the time, uh, I deal with these things pretty well. But the truth is, you're going to have people that quit. You're going to have people who lie to you. You're going to have people who say they're going to do something and they don't do it. You're going to have people that join and you're just like, I hope this person never contacts me ever again. I've got a few of those. I know most people do. Uh, and if you haven't yet, you will at some point, you'll get some person that just drives you crazy uh, for whatever reason. But you have to learn how to get along with people. And sometimes this is easier said than done. So I'm going to recommend just one book. I'm going to try to recommend a book for most of these. I recommend you read How to Win Friends and Influence People. And then you reread it. And then you reread it and you reread it, and you reread it again, and you apply what you learn. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's a great book about how to be more likable. Hey, what a concept, be more likable. Uh, how to get along with people, how to work on your people skills. So I have found that the people who are very successful in our industry, they have great people skills. They might not have started out that way, but over a period of time, they develop their, their people skills. And the great thing is, you don't have to start out as an excellent people person, but you can get better and you can get a little bit better every single day. And over the period of a year or two or three, you can get a lot better. So we can all improve. You're never going to be perfect. I'm far from it. Uh, you are too, but we can all improve. So work on your people skills and accept 
that not everyone that comes into your business is going to be like you. Thank God we got so many different people in the world. It's what makes the world interesting. But the people that come into your team, some of them are going to be like you, but most of them are going to be completely different. And you need to be able to get along with people. Number two, the work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, you got a family? Raise your hand. Got a job? Raise your hand. I ain't got a job, thank God. But if you got a job, if you got a family, if you have hobbies, and then now you're adding one more thing into the slice, you have to learn how to manage your time. This is a this is something that most people they stink at. Everyone is busy. Everyone I know, well, maybe some people down here in Florida who are retired, they're not as busy. But if you asked them, they would say they're busy. So everybody thinks they are extremely busy. But what I have found is people make time for what is important to them. I'll give you an example. Someone who tells me I can't do it, I can't work on the business Monday night because Monday night football is on, I know that Monday night football is a higher priority to them than their businesses, and that's okay. Now, you know, we all have priorities, but you have to decide how important this business is gonna be to you, if it's gonna be important at all, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, it does if you want to make the big bucks and eventually replace your job income. But if you want this as a little part-time gig, it doesn't have to be a huge priority. But you are going to have to learn how to manage your time. And we talked about that the other night, getting your day planner out. Uh, I use this at-a-glance day planner. No, I'm not a uh, spokesperson for them. I just like this product, got it on Amazon. And it lets you plan out your whole week. So this hasn't happened yet. But it lets you plan out your whole week. So every Sunday night, what I would do, like I said in the other video, I would plan out your date night, all the time you got to be at your job and commuting, any stuff you got to do with the kiddos, anytime you got to go to the gym, any extracurricular activities, map all that out in your day planner, and then you will see or you will discover blocks of time where you can squeeze the business in, maybe 20 minutes here, 40 minutes there, an hour there, 10 minutes there. And over the course of a week, that could easily add up to six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours uh, for your business. It might not be one and two and three hour blocks of time because, hey, you got a lot going on. But if you did 15 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at lunch, 20 minutes before dinner, then an hour after dinner or half an hour after dinner, you know, you're working your business about 60, 90 minutes a day. That's perfect. And that's how this business is built in those little blocks of time. But you got to get a grip on the work-life balance and don't do what I did and let your health go downhill while you're building your business. Don't, don't do that. I'm working on getting better. I'm losing weight. I feel good. But I let my health go because I was so focused on building the business over the last few years. And you should never do that. And don't let your marriage go either. Keep your marriage or your relationship a priority. Keep your faith a priority if that's important to you. Keep your kids a priority. Even keep your job a good priority. It pays your bills. But your business has to be a priority somewhere in there if you want to be successful. Somewhere in there. Next one. Number three, the employee mindset. This is probably, honestly, the number one challenge for most people in our industry. And it's really not their fault. I mean, including myself from the time we were, well, shorter than what you can even see on this screen. From the time we were little kids, we've all been taught to go to college, get a good job, work till we're 65, and then hope everything's going to be okay. That's the mindset that 90% of the more or more of the population has. It's not a bad mindset. You just have to adjust that mindset when you want to be successful in a business. So what is, what do you need to change in your mindset? Number one is delayed gratification. It's hard. Uh, we live in a society where we want it now, but you have to practice delayed gratification. It's, it's challenging for most people. We want it. We want it yesterday. We don't want to wait. 
a month or six months or a year. So doing the delayed gratification. Number two is just getting mentally tough and being able to deal with rejection and failure. People are taught that failure is bad. I, on the other hand, think failure is good because that's how we learn. You don't learn anything by succeeding, but you learn a lot by temporary failure. So embrace the mental toughness, toughness, learn how to deal with rejection, learn how to think past your next paycheck. That's something so many people struggle with. They'll, they'll spend a whole year, they'll spend hundreds of hours planning a vacation, but they don't spend even a couple hours planning their financial future. I don't, I don't understand it, but it's common and that's what we're fighting against. And when someone new joins your business who's never owned a business before, these are some of the things you got to teach them or let me teach them or let other people in the group teach them. They got to learn how to think like an entrepreneur. And it's a totally different mindset than thinking like an employee. They're both good. They're both important. But if you want to succeed in any kind of business, you have to transition to the entrepreneur way of thinking, at least somewhat. You don't have to be a complete entrepreneur, hardcore like I am, but you got to be you got to at least be able to do a couple of those things, like we said, delayed gratification, mental toughness, dealing with rejection, embracing temporary failure, and having a vision and seeing things before they exist. The next thing, number four, is your expectations. And this is your expectations that you place on yourself, the expectations that you have of the business, and then the expectations that you place on other people. That's the one where most people mess up. And I'll give you an example. Maybe you sponsor a guy named Joe today and Joe is a very successful entrepreneur. He owns several multi-million dollar businesses. He has a great personality. He has endless contacts. He has a huge sphere of influence. You think Joe is going to crush it in this business. And I would argue that if Joe made the decision to crush it in the business, he probably would because he has all those things going for him. But where people get disappointed and I've seen more people quit MLM probably for this reason than any other reason is they sponsor someone and they place an expectation of that person so high up there so that when they don't live up to that expectation and they normally don't you become disappointed and you give up so this is what I would tell you for expectations of other people when you when you enroll someone in the business have zero expectation that they will do anything even the, in the business, even place an order, but hope that they will and know that they could if they decide to. That way you're never disappointed by what someone does or doesn't do in the business. And you never want to place an expectation of someone else high because chances, nine times out of 10, you will be disappointed. That also comes to your expectations of yourself. So, Let's just face it, if you're starting something new, you're brand new and you have no skills at it, you're not just gonna and, and you maybe you maybe you've gone through some rough times. Maybe you maybe you have some self-esteem or some worthiness issues. That's okay. Everybody's got to battle their fight, and I get that. If that's you though, don't expect that you're just gonna come in the business and start making 15, 20, 30 grand a month if you've never made more than say even three or four or five months a uh, in your job because that that's per, that's pretty unrealistic a lot of people <clears throat> they think they can join this industry work you know an hour a month and make 15 20 grand a month there's no legal business that you can do that in in america that's not the way a business works so you got to make sure you have realistic expectations of the business of yourself and definitely of other people that you bring into the business also for your sponsor your sponsor is your coach. They're not really your therapist. Uh, they're not really, they're not going to solve your problems. They're going to coach you and they're going to help you. 
but don't have an expectation of, oh, my sponsor is going to do this and that and this and that. It's your business. So ultimately, it's each one of our responsibility to, to man up or woman up. The next thing that people, the next challenge that a lot of people struggle with in their business is disappointment. And the only reason you'll ever be disappointed in this business is if you have an unrealistic expectation. If you have a realistic expectation, you'll never be disappointed. But if you have an expectation on something that you can't control, you will be disappointed. Let me give you an example. You sign up your mom, she loves the products, she's on auto ship for three months, then she cancels and she stops returning your calls. You're like, holy crap, where'd mom go? All right, that can be a disappointment. That will blow a lot of people out of the business. Another example, disappointment. You sponsor someone, they do really good for one or two or three months, then they go into the witness protection program and they block your phone number. You're like, holy smack, what did I do wrong? What happened? Well, it wasn't your fault. It's just a challenge. You can't control what other people do. Once again, if you have an expectation of someone, chances are they're going to let you down. Uh, but you got to learn how to manage that disappointment. Disappointment blows a lot of people out of the business too. They expect X in their business after say 30, 60 or 90 days. They end up with Y and they wonder why the business didn't grow as fast as they thought it would. And it's normally because they had an unrealistic expectation. But if you can't learn to manage that disappointment, it can really be brutal. It can knock you right out of the business. The next one the biggest challenge for probably 98% of network marketers is lead generation. This is something almost everybody will bring to you at one point or another when you've been in the industry for a while. People on your team will say, hey, Debbie, I got no one to talk to. Yeah, I got 5,000 friends on Facebook and 3,000 LinkedIn friends and 2,000 people on my phone, but I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't have any leads. I need some leads for the business. So you got to learn different ways to get leads for your business. You got to have those five or six fishing lines in the water if you want to catch fish. That's why we teach you so many different ways to generate leads so you can know different things. Hopefully you'll do a lot of them, but more importantly, so you can think of a lot of things. So when your team members come to you and say, hey, Jason, how do I get leads or what do I got to do? You can at least point them in the right direction. You can say, you know what? Uh, there's a, I saw a pretty good video that Chuck did with like 20 or 30 ways to get leads. You might want to check that out. Or here's five or 10 things that I've learned from other people in the team to get leads. Maybe you try one of these. But learning how to get leads is a challenge that most people in our industry uh, talk to. And what's funny is a person will be in a company, not know how to generate leads, assume the company doesn't work. They'll go and join another company only to be in the exact same situation two or three days later. Hey, I'm in a new company, I'm excited, but once again, I've got no leads, I've got no one to share it with. That was me for a while, for a few years back in the day. So learning how to get leads and being able to teach your people how to get leads is a critical skill that you have to learn if you wanna build a big business. Number seven or eight or whatever it is, is attrition. Attrition is a challenge. Hey, Joe, Joe signed up yesterday, but where'd Joe go? Joe's gone. What? I thought Joe was going to do this. People are going to drop out. Um, I don't know why. It's Maybe it's just because people are people, and most of us, we have difficulty finishing things. There's a lot of starters in the world, but most people, they really struggle to finish things that they start. Uh, I could give you a lot of examples. Going to the gym, saving for retirement, surviving a marriage during a tough time. That's just a few quick examples, but people quit things, and that's just human nature, and you are going to have people 
leave your business. Sometimes it's going to be people you thought would be with you to the end. Sometimes it might even be a good friend and you have to learn how to overcome attrition. More importantly, you have to learn how to accept attrition and that's why you never want to stop sponsoring. That's why you never stop sharing your link. That's why you never go into management mode. You realize that, hey, not everybody is meant to be on this journey with me the entire time. Some people are going to be here for a month. Some people are going to be here for three to six months. Some people are going to be here for a year. And yes, some people are going to stick with me for the long haul. But you can't control that. All you can do is be people's friend, offer your support, work with the willing, and just know that, hey, some people are going to leave. In fact, most people are going to leave at some point, And that's okay. You just make sure they have a good experience. You treat them well and you let them know the door is open if they ever want to come back. The next thing that a lot of people struggle with is, Chuck, how do I find good people? How come I can sign up 100 people but no one's doing anything? This is one of the most common questions I get from people in other companies. I talk with a lot of people every day in, in a variety of companies. This is probably the number one question I get. They either say, Chuck, my team's not doing nothing, or how come I can't find good people who want to do uh, the business? And here's the truth. Most people who join your team, they're not going to do much with the business. That's a fact. They may refer one or two or three people. They may order the products. They're going to do a little bit. That's 90% of your team. There's nothing you can do to change that except treat them well, accept it, make them feel good, make them feel like they're part of something better than themselves, and just realize, hey, not everyone is a doer, not everyone is a leader, and you'll meet people who are leaders and who are doers, but maybe they just got other stuff going on in their life. Maybe they're busy with their church. Maybe they have a special needs child. Maybe their career is just draining them. Maybe they're going through a tough spot in their marriage. You don't know what's going on. Uh, so, but if you treat those people well, chances are when they do come around at some point when the situation's better, they will do well with the business. But you're not going to turn a donkey into a unicorn. Now, they're both great. They're both equal. They're both important. But I'm using that as an analogy so you understand. You're not going to turn a non-producer into a producer. You're not going to turn a non-leader into a leader. That I don't think you will. I never have. Maybe you've got skills that I don't have, and maybe you can pull that off. But you can treat those people well. You can keep them around. You can become their friend. You can make them feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. You can make sure they have a good experience. You can help them refer one or two or three people. Who knows? Maybe they'll lead you to a leader or a doer. But the leaders and the doers are no more than, honestly, maybe 1% to 5% of your team. And that's okay. That's not who you're looking for anyway. You find them by default. What you're really looking for is the customer because the customer is 90% of the people in the company. So you're looking for people who would just be totally content just using the products. From that, you'll find your part-timers, you'll find your leaders, but don't ever go out just looking for a leader because you will leave a lot of money on the table because that's a very small percentage of your team. The next issue or challenge, this was probably my biggest challenge through the years, keeping things simple. We, I had a mentor of mine tell me, it, any idiot can overcomplicate this business, but it takes a genius to keep it simple. And I think most of us, especially if you have a professional background or you have a lot of college, uh, you know, it's funny. When I was in the Army and I'd say something stupid as a private, my drill sergeant would always say, you must have college. <laughs> I just laughed at him. I didn't get it at the, at the time, but I do now. Uh, he was just like, you know, hey. So what, is it, what does all this mean? It means that your previous experience, no matter what you do, did for a living, chances are it's going to encourage and influence you to want to complicate this business. Oh, you know, well, I need to, I know they do things this way, but 
maybe we should do it that way. Or I know that, yeah, a lot of people are having success sharing their link this way, but wouldn't it be better if I did it that way? Or wouldn't, that's making things complicated. That's reinventing the wheel. Uh, that's also not going down the road of information overload, analysis by paralysis, uh, wanting to know every single detail about every single little detail about every little thing. Uh, there are people, that's their personality. Uh, I respect that. That is not going to grow your business, though. Anything you do to complicate this business is going to take it two steps back. All we really get paid to do is to talk to people. That's it. Retailing, recruiting, talking to people. That's it. Everything else we do is really complicating the business. So keep it simple. And as a bonus, as a bonus tip, I said I'd include one. Uh, the biggest challenge you'll ever have in this business is yourself. Yep, yourself. Right here, right between right what's there and what's right there. Yeah, right, right in there. That's going to be your challenge. We all come into the business with some type of baggage, uh, based off uh, our upbringing, our relationships, our self worth, our self esteem. The, probably the number one challenge I see most people deal with is they don't feel worthy. They don't feel they're deserving of success. They don't think they can do it. They compare themselves to other people and they will do things to self-sabotage themselves without even realizing it. They'll start to make progress, but because of the baggage in between their ears, they'll subconsciously do things to hinder their success. I was guilty of this for a long time. That's why we spend so much time on personal development. We want you reading books, or watching good videos, uh, being around other positive, encouraging, uplifting people, because you got to get this right. Because everything you've been through, either good or bad, has had an impact on what you think about yourself. And some people, some people are very blessed to have great confidence, uh, a great self-worth, but it is not normal. It's, it is a very small percentage of the people. You would be surprised how many people, even in high-powered positions in America and throughout the world, have confidence and worthiness issues. It's just something that a lot of people struggle with. So you got to get yourself right. You, got, you can either be your biggest cheerleader or your own worst enemy. I was my own worst enemy for a long time. Uh, thankfully, now my own biggest cheerleader, but that's only because I've done years and years and years of personal development. And I encourage that for all of you. You know, work harder on yourself than you ever do on HB Naturals. If you want to, if you want your business to grow, you have to grow. That's a fact. So I hope you got some value uh, out of this training. These are the 10 biggest challenges I think that most of us are going to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. I think challenges are good. I don't ever want life to be totally easy. I like when I am presented with challenges because that's when it makes me grow. That's when it makes me step out of my comfort zone. Uh, that's when I have to improve my skills and, and get better. So let's just see what people ask before I sign off. Yeah, I'm dropping some knowledge. Thank you, Angie. Great book. Yes, that's kind of hard right now. I'm not sure what you're what you mean by that, Deb. But I got you. I want you to make. Uh, I'll we'll talk about that after. Canna. Uh, Debbie said, "There we go. Thank you, Debbie. This is good stuff. You're a great leader. Hey, thanks, Mick." I'm just making sure there's no questions before I get off there. Yeah, Jason said, you must be an educated private. Yeah, that's something the drill sergeant would say. That's funny. I'd make a great therapist. Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes in this business you feel like a therapist because when people, because so many people come to you with their problems, you're like, 
sometimes it overwhelms. Sometimes I get overwhelmed because very few times do people contact me about something good. It's always when there's a problem, uh, either with themselves or with the business or a team member, and we have to solve it. So yeah, we kind of are. We kind of are like a therapist in a way uh, for our team. We're a coach, a therapist, sometimes a father figure or a, a motherly figure that just comes with the business. And I'll, I'll close with this. Everybody always wants to know uh, the how in the business. That's the only training ever people want. But the how is the easy part. You know, we talk to people, we share a link, we order products, we get customers. That, that's all just cave, caveman woman, cave woman and caveman simple. The, the hardest part of this business is the things we're talking about right now. The, the how is the easy part. These things are the reason that people don't do the how. If people, had, if people could overcome these 10 or 11 challenges, the how would be very easy in their business. I, I could guarantee 100% someone who is struggling in their business, it's at least one of these things that's holding them back. Probably two or three of them, but at least one that's holding them back from achieving greatness and doing what they know they could be doing, but for whatever reason, they're not. So just I hope you'll go over this one more time. Uh, the 10 were people time management slash work-life balance, the employee mindset, expectations, disappointment, lead generation, attrition, duplication, finding good people, keeping things simple, and then my bonus tip was yourself. So I hope you got some value today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to do this. Happy Thursday. Let's empty them holding tanks. Let's finish this, uh, this week strong. And I'll see you all at the top. Thank you, everybody. Take care.